Hello, everyone. Thank you and welcome to this new episode, the next episode, the next best episode of Stir Crazy Shamans. And we are talking today all about time, kind of inspired by a class I had yesterday with Zane, actually. Yeah, uh, time is a topic that I could spend a lot of time talking about. It's uh, very fascinating. Oh, you're so punny. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't have time for your jokes. <laughs> uh. So what was the class you were taking with Zane yesterday? I don't think I heard about that. No, it's uh, it's just for people who have gone through the program or have uh, studied with him before. It's a, a, a intensive on soul retrieval. Oh, okay. Very cool. Yeah. And it may be, well, the thing is, Annie asked a question in the group and uh, he, he went into this, uh, he wanted to answer the question on the thing and the whole class turned into just talking about time. <laughs> so it's like, uh, we're like, well, I guess we're going to have to add an extra class to the end of this one because we went so far off topic he never got to his handouts or any of the like at the very end he got into one exercise he wanted to do and said well i'll be posting uh two or three videos tomorrow to supplement what we were going to learn tonight <laughs> oh, <nice>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i think this is fascinating in regards to shamanic work because we are often working with um uh soul retrieval that's a big part of i think the work that i do and i know that you do as well and um so you know, we can both touch on our sort of explanation, but the way I uh, kind of interpret it myself is that we have some kind of traumatic experience and uh, it has such an impact on us that a part of our consciousness, our soul, is sort of stuck in that corner of space-time. Uh, and uh, only because it's stuck there is it causing us recurring issues and traumas and we're continuing to relive those energies and those uh that that the the experiences that cause the suffering in our daily lives now um but it's an interesting thing because i kind of put it that way like we're experiencing the trauma from that corner of space time but it's always in the now that we're experiencing it uh, so in truth uh the experience it's again it was one of the great paradoxes so we can only ever experience the past or the future in the now, but at the same time, in like physics, I think there is something to be said about like different timelines and all of that. Right. Well, everything happens all at once in the ever-present moment of now. And that's like kind of a mind-bending concept. And also if source is all there is all at once in that ever-present moment of now, that means we are all everyone. We just aren't aware of all the things we are all at once, which is why we have the illusion of being separate. Right. <laughs> and but but time is more from the, the standpoint that we review it. It's more of a measurement of, of distance traveled, uh, like a, a line segment in a sense. But even that, even though we perceive it that way, uh, it's way beyond that, because like past lives, are they past lives? Maybe they're future lives. Are they parallel lives? In, in reality, it's just you coming into the awareness of something outside of this immediate moment that you're aware of and, and, you, and usually it has something to do with it has some sort of medicine for you when you remember things like that or when you have those awarenesses pop in but you're always experiencing those things in the now and this is something that a lot of people have difficulty wrapping their head around uh, but pay attention to it because people say well there's obviously a past the past has to exist because i can remember it just a moment ago i was i eating some delicious dumplings and i remember doing that but then i asked those people okay now now that remembering of eating those dumplings when was that happening well hey, I, I was just remembering a second ago no no right here right now was when you're remembering that right you, can you go back to that place where you're eating those dumplings only in the now <laughs> <laughs> you know it reminds me have you ever seen the movie space falls yes yes i have yeah, there's like the one scene where <laughs> yeah. they, like, they're watching the movies like when will then be now soon and you know yeah. it's kind of like this i don't know i really like that it's kind of or any star trek episode that has like little time paradoxes and things in it i've always had this great love for that kind of thing uh, but the thing that prompted the question from one of the students yesterday that put us all on this topic of time is that Zane was doing a prayer and you'll hear when we do the opening ceremony how we say ompwi 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 and mm -hmm. it, he was translating in English afterwards and he's like come heal what our souls already healed and the question was well what do you mean heal our, what our souls already healed and the idea is that someplace in this ever-present moment of now you had an experience where you weren't fragmented and you have an experience where you didn't experience something that caused a trauma or a drama that caused you to be fractured. And so what we're doing in the healing work is opening up a portal, a wormhole, if you will, whatever term you want to use, and allowing that 
complete soul to come through that never had the fragment in the first place. So heal what our souls already healed is a reference to let's accept our wholeness from the place where we're whole instead of the place where we have the illusion of not being whole. This is where I hear a lot of people talk about the fifth dimensional stuff. You know, we always hear people talking about how the earth is shifting and becoming a fifth dimensional planet. And uh, there's a couple of guys, the one guy, he calls himself the, well, he doesn't call himself. Other people call him the cacao shaman. Uh, he's the guy who brought the ceremonial, the cacao ceremony to the West. Um, and uh, uh, he, but the main thing that he likes to teach is this, quantum leaping technique that he has like or that might not be the name for it uh but basically uh it, it's like a tool for manifestation and healing where you um you shift you use your conscious attention to shift timelines so kind of like what you're talking about so for example and really like you know your finger hurts or whatever you would use this technique to shift into a timeline where your finger was never injured uh and you're or you're already healed um, but then they use that for manifestation of other things, like, you know, a financial abundance or whatever it is. You know, we do this a lot without even realizing it, because I, I kid you not, just a real life example, just the other day, uh, Casey and I were talking about flour, and he talks about bread flour. I'm like, bread flour? Since when has there been, like, bread flour? And up until that moment, I swear, it never existed in my reality. Then I asked my wife, she's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, really? Like, you know about this bread flour, too? She's like, you buy it for me all the time. I'm like, I do? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I I never, I don't even have a memory of ever buying this stuff. And I'm like, did I just change dimensions or timelines? <laughs> but, but if you, it's fleeting like a dream when stuff like that happens. But I started like keeping a journal about it a couple of years back when one, one thing of time shifting or dimension shifting, whatever you want to call it, that was irrefutable for me. I was with Melissa, who's the owner of Goddess Elite at Highland Software doing a holiday party. And we're in the basement of Highland and we're both on our phones. We're both setting up our square payments, ready to like start business to solve stuff. And my wife comes down and says, oh, here, you'll need the Wi-Fi password. There's no cell phone service down here. And in that moment, both of our phones stopped working. We had no cell service. But before she said that, we didn't. And so it's an example of like the collective consciousness of Highland Software in their reality, there's no cell phone service in the basement. But in our reality that wasn't the case so we were just business as usual and it reminds me of this uh looney tunes episode where elmer fudd goes running off the cliff and he's just floating there it's like baby elmer fudd and baby bugs and i've been looking for this clip forever i can't find it and bugs buddy hands him a book on physics as he's like off the cliff and he opens it and he reads it. he's like gravity and as soon as he reads it boom, down he goes <laughs> Yeah, no, I think there's something to be said, and, and I never understood it. I had a lot of friends that would always talk about, um, uh, like, shifting timelines and the fifth dimensional stuff. But when I started to understand it from a more intuitive way of, like, how we, we create and manifest our realities, it really started to make sense. Because um, let me turn on the light here so I look a little brighter and not as mysterious. Um, oh, look, uh, how we got the being of light joining us. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I, I, it was always kind of a, a headier topic. But then when people described it as, you know, there's an infinite number of timelines out there, everything that ever could have happened, ever will happen, etc., is always is right here, right now, all the time. And we just have a lens to experience this particular slice of it. Uh, and that's what we get our, our the moment of now that we're experiencing. Uh, and so like when we're working with manifestation or healing or working to like shift a timeline, um, all we're doing is taking that lens that we have and shifting it to a slightly different point of energy within all of that infinite energy. Um, it makes more sense in my head. I'm better. <laughs> Maybe I'm not doing the best job at explaining it. No, um, it, it. You really, it's something that's so far beyond words that all you can do, <laughs> like you say, words just point to an energy. Mm -hmm. So if you're watching this with us, the, the way you're going to get the most out of today's conversation is to get out of the words that we're saying and get into the energy behind the words and then go back, uh, you know, meditate with them, sit and be with kind of the concept and see what your own awakening or understanding or knowing is about it. Because all this stuff once we start to put it into words we've already lost a huge part of what it actually is in fact i was reading a passage from my own book earlier today that kind of spoke to that i should try to find it where was that oh man like it's like exactly what i just said actually or not quite but anyway go ahead and uh let's see if i can find this real quick in my own book i should know where it is in my own book shouldn't i <laughs> <laughs> if anyone does you know oh, I, so. I think it's under truth oh wait there's one for time too maybe i should read that 
Ooh, no, that might be another one. I was actually thinking about starting a, like a little morning inspiration live and just go through my book and uh, the, the, the book that I had uh, co-written, it's called Spirit Talks and it was channelings from Albert Einstein. Okay. And I, my friend had uh, channeled it, but then she like didn't know what it meant. And so I did the interpretations for like the little things uh, that came through. Oh, here we go. Oh, it's actually, so you can see it's actually time was the word I believe. So it said, Oh, this isn't what I was looking at, but I'll read it anyway. On an absolute level, there is there is one all-knowing consciousness. Consider that any possible scenario has already happened, or more accurately, accurately, it is happening now. Time is a tool the ego uses to allow only certain things into your perceived reality. It is a matter of allowing things into your awareness. Have you ever noticed that once something enters your awareness, you suddenly see it everywhere you look? It might be a brand of car, a particular type of book, or a song on the radio. And the example I was talking about, like if you ever buy a new car, all of a sudden everywhere you look, everybody has the same car as you. Not everybody, but you you notice it a lot more and a lot of the things with time and space since everything does exist in the ever-present moment of now as soon as you start to put your attention on something a lot more of that something comes into your awareness and so that's really um, important what are you focusing on right what are you focusing on and what might you be able to shift your focus to to start having more things uh show up for you that are things that you prefer and that wasn't the one that i was looking for but that was still good <laughs> Yeah, and I, I've experienced this many, many, many times throughout my life. And one uh, thing that I became really interested in uh, starting last year or a little over a year ago around this time um, was uh, foraging for wild mushrooms or just wild edibles in general. And um, well, one, like ramps are, are, are growing right now. Ramps, if you're not familiar, are like a garlicky, oniony, wild foraged edible that uh, is just growing all over the forest. And I have, previous to learning about what a ramp was, I have no memory of ever seeing this plant. Uh, and and it's, they're all over. It's pretty distinct looking, the leaves and everything. Uh, and, and I have no memory of ever seeing that. And now almost every part of the Metro Parks that I walk through, there are just fields and fields of them. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know if in my timeline, I just shifted to one where like they're abundant and everywhere now after I got to taste one and experience how delicious it was. Yeah. And not only that, like you'll you'll notice that um like there's nothing that says because like my friend Brian, who eventually will be on with us, he's kind of uh, more of a conspiracy theory type. But in his mind, like I have the awareness that people could be experiencing completely different experiences. It's just in this moment that we're connecting, we're having one point of common ground. But when we go off air, I don't even know if you're in a city like Cleveland. I don't know if Cleveland looks the same to you, if it has the same buildings, if you have the same forests and parks. Like we're here right now together and having the experience. But when we go on our separate ways, reality could unfold completely differently. And all of that is happening all at once. And we just have these little commonalities points and uh one of my friends her her page i believe is coming home to your heart uh she did a, a post on her page about like how now all of humanity is focused on like one thing right mm. because of the pandemic all of our we're coalescing as as a species uh, we're all focused on one thing and so what what will that allow in terms of our common point for realities to start coming in on themselves? How cool would that be? And start to have a more unified experience as a species. Just food for thought. Uh, but come home to your heart. You can read her whole post there if you want to go check out her Facebook page. It's pretty cool. I was like, wow, that really resonates with me because I love the time stuff. So this is definitely in the air. Um, whether people are talking about it or not, maybe people are having awarenesses on it. Oh, I'm not going to find that. I guess it's not, not for now, but anyhow. Yeah. And, um, uh, oh, geez. Wow. I love how the brain does that. I must've just shifted timelines to one where I don't remember what I was going to talk about. <laughs> um, well, while uh, we're not remembering what you're going to talk about for those of you just joining us or, um, or that are about to join us, uh, you can always make comments and we love to interact and uh, speak to what's on your mind. Or if you have a, something that you want, that you know about time that you want to throw into the conversation, uh, please, we honor your contribution to it as well. Or if you think we're crazy, that's cool too. <laughs> and it's crazy shamans after all. Right. Uh, yeah. And uh, um, in terms of like uh, manifestation and bringing our focus to different things, I really think either way, whether you're focused on from like a timeline point of view or not, uh, it's very evident 
when you start to play with it in a practical way that the things that we place our attention on, we start to attract more of that in our reality. And we've touched on like the law of vibration and all of that, like attracts like, um, but same thing. These are all just different ways of sort of explaining uh, the very real phenomena that we're able to play with and create on a daily basis. So yeah, if you're interested and in, you know, you don't really have to study the physiology and know the specific quantum mechanics behind how time works, but you can start to play with shifting timelines or however you want to view it just by focusing on more of what you want to attract into your life and then watch as your reality starts to shift and change around you. Now we're right here. We're talking about timelines, but the actual physical experience or the the relative experience of time that is a bendable rule too. In uh, one of the apprenticeships, I forget which one. Zane wasn't trying to teach it as a technique, but he was telling the story of how this uh, one elder had come to teach, and uh, for whatever reason, she was delayed, and she got there like seven hours late. And it was supposed to be an eight-hour class or something like that. And uh, she put out her hands and uh, felt the flow of time over her hand. She bent time in on itself to create a time bubble and proceeded to teach the entire eight-hour class in like an hour or something like that. <laughs> uh, so I was remembering that story. And I had um, my uh, Jay Schwed, when he was coming through town, We uh, he was teaching an Ormus class, how to make Ormus. Oh, and, that's a fascinating topic all on its own. Yeah. So, so I show up at Brian's house and I was really late and I was supposed to be somewhere in like an hour. And he's like, oh, this takes a couple hours like for, I forget how long. And I'm like, man, I don't have time for this and then i thought about that story i'm like well what the heck you know if it works it works if it doesn't you know i i leave early that's fine and so i, I closed my eyes and i just felt the flow of time going across my hands and uh, kind of visualized the room and all the people that need to be impacted by it and i bent time in on itself and no joke like i'm looking at the clock we still have time and like the, this one little hour passed not even an hour and jay's looking at the the ormus and the mason jars at this point he goes we must have done something wrong i'm like why he's like this is like hours of settling this doesn't make sense it shouldn't be like this now <laughs> <laughs> and then i realized i remembered oh yeah i bent time and i unbent it and, I, and it was fine so like if you don't have a point of view about not being able to do it and you do it in the spirit of fun and play what if it was as simple as snapping your fingers or bending your hands down and you could slow down or speed up time and and play with it that's something we learned uh, way back when I was studying hypnosis and hypnotherapy was that, uh, you know, our, like you said, the speed at which we perceive time is very much uh, just sort of a mental phenomena. I mean, there's an energy and physical experience behind it, but we can access that through the subconscious mind. And so there are techniques in hypnosis for speeding up and slowing down your perception of the flow of time around you. Uh, and so one thing that happens outside of uh, hypnosis, but that happens within the trance state, which is the same that we use in hypnosis and in shamanic journeying is that in, when I'm guiding a person on a shamanic journey or oftentimes in these shamanic meditations, people experience massive time distortion. So um, without me coaching them to experience any different length of time, um, I could be guiding a person through a shamanic journey and you know they're kind of having this experience and then they come back and one thing that'll happen sometimes is like people are talking and telling me what they're experiencing while they're in the trance state and they'll say, okay. Uh, and then these guides are leading me through this portal and then they'll go silent for maybe 30 seconds and they say, okay. And now I'm coming back out and like this and this and this happened. And they're like, I feel like I was there for like about a week. <laughs> <laughs> like in, and in their mind, like a week of time went by and it was 30 seconds for us or, or maybe not as dramatic as that, but almost always people come out of the experience uh, thinking like, wow, it, it has to be at least like six or seven o'clock. And I'm like, no, it's 1 p.m. We've we've only been doing this for 45 minutes. And uh, people feel like hours and hours have passed. Um, or the opposite will happen. Sometimes people feel like it's been a really long time. Or, or uh, people feel like no time at all has passed, but it's actually been a very, very long time. So it happens both ways. Yeah, I've had uh, sometimes when I have a client for only 30 minutes, and I know like I really could probably work with them for their, their healing really should be an hour and a half or whatever. I'll, I'll do that time bending thing. And really it feels as though, and I believe we are actually getting an hour and a half worth of work done in the time that we have together. And it's just a really cool uh, manipulation of reality that you can do stuff like that. One thing I've kind of noticed in my daily experiences since this whole stay at home order we're experiencing in Ohio. Um, and I'm not, 
working my regular massage therapy job going there every day and um and i don't have as many things on my schedule as far as running around going out and doing things uh, is that time seems to fly by really quickly and uh you know like i'm sitting here today it's already almost 1 30 and it feels like i just woke up at 7 a.m like maybe an hour or two ago and um the days did not fly by that quickly before and i, I part of me thinks it's because i am more present instead of worrying about, okay, well at 12 PM, I have to be here. And then 3 PM, I have to go here and do this and then come home and then I have to eat dinner by five. And since I'm not focusing on all that and I'm just in the moment, then time is just kind of flowing really, really easily and effortlessly. Well, if you just think about what you just said, Oh, I gotta be somewhere at this time. I gotta be somewhere at that time right there. You're fragmenting yourself into, you know, something other than the moment of now. Right, right. And and that brings up an interesting topic, too, because there is a difference between, uh, uh, I think, um, time in terms of like the time we experience in our head, past and future, and then clock time. Uh, because, you know, it's great to like, you know, re step out of the illusion of time. But clock time is, is still a thing that's important for getting things done. And, um, and it's, it's what I mean is, you know, if we're all just re well, aware and awake and everything is the eternal ever present moment of now that's okay well um let's meet again this was great we're gonna do the next uh stir crazy shamans when are we gonna do it in the now right <laughs> so, so we need clock time in order to function and schedule things uh but even that even even you know like 1 p.m in ohio like it is right now uh that's happening in the now and when the now becomes 5 p.m it will also be the now but it's a, just a tool we use to measure uh, the, like you said, to, to measure space time. You know, and we have days that go by, but really that's just the earth rotating the sun in the moment of now. And we have a measurement that we use with numbers and spacing. Yeah. And uh, so that's a fascinating thing to think yeah, the about. Co the combination of time and this, um, this energetic pop the bubble that we are that separates us. I think of like souls like water balloons, right? We have the skin of energy and the skin of energy is also part of, of everything that is, but it's like that water in that balloon is separate from the ocean. Yet when you put it in the ocean and, and open that skin up, all the water goes back to the ocean and it's all one again, right? So it's just this little skin and all it is is just a slightly different vibration that allows it to be separated outside of the oneness. Between that and time, uh, you can have an experience of all there is, one little component at a time, which is really what uh, a lot of mystics say it's all about is that God is experiencing itself sources experiencing itself in an infinite number of expressions all through uh, us and other uh, beings and entities and everything that is is happening once at, all at once in the ever-present moment of now the only difference is we have these illusions uh, in place and these tools in place that that allow us to have that experiential component to it. Because if you didn't have it, you would only have conceptual knowledge as an infinite being because you wouldn't have anything other than you. So we have the illusion of separation so we can actually have the experience and know what it is to be a creator in a sense. And it's a joy to experience it, you know? So I think some people get the misconception that uh, the point of focusing on some spiritual path and trying to attain enlightenment is to like, remove yourself from those experiences and realize that like, you know, all there is is consciousness, oneness, and that's all I need to focus on. But when you really step out of identifying with the thought stream with time and all of that, and you're able to experience it purely, like I say, with that curious awareness, then the experience of time and space and all of the individual experiences, which are, which are all in essence, the same thing as oneness then a real beauty comes through and we're able to really experience things in their true glory and start to play with them. That's where the real fun of life starts to come in. Absolutely. Cause the secret of life is that there is no secret. <laughs> the secret of life that there is no path you have to follow. The only true path is the one that's never been walked before. Cause you're the trailblazer and you're making new choices that are coming into new possibilities that no one's ever experienced. And that's where the real joy of the soul comes into play is in the experience of all the different uh, things that you could be doing. But if you're walking someone else's path, the soul, is like, soul, soul might be like boring. Someone already did that. Let's go to something new. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a cool thing I like to think about too, in, in terms of um, uh, the importance and the power of this moment right here, right now, is if we are to step into the realms of thinking about time for a second, right? So it's commonly accepted 
idea that in science that there was like a big bang, right? And however it happened, uh, all the energy of the universe was created, expanded outward, and and all these you know uh, subatomic particles are colliding with each other and expanding outward through space. Every single interaction, every bit of energy that was moving through space that became form, collided with something else, created something else, a star that exploded, became dust, all of this formed our planet, all of the incredible, amazing, complex things that have ever happened since the conception of our planet have, and all of the interactions between all of the beings on the planet, every animal, every human, every decision every human has ever made and every decision you've ever made in your entire life has led up to this right here, right now. That's a, kind of a powerful thought for me. <laughs> yeah, you know, Sam was actually talking about something like that in the thing last night. He would call it like the I'll not forget the word ancient history, the ancient time, like even back then, like you said, all those things set into motion so that what, you know, while you were driving down the street, while you're thinking about and contemplating, you know, what you're going to do with your life. And you see this billboard that was designed to get people to drink Coca-Cola. But in that moment, you have some inspiration about what you're going to do. All that was set into motion eons before for you to have that exact moment. And for yeah. other people, it's not as special, but for you it is. And all, all moments are equally special, but not everybody is looking at the same things with the same filters, just so more different people are aware of, of that specialness uh, at different times in different ways. Mm. I just realized before I came in, I almost wore a shirt that says, um, be here now. Oh, but um, yeah, uh, and that's something interesting as well. We, we tend to, um, like, we have these phrases that people use, like, you know, seize the moment, right? And uh, people say, like, you know, uh, like, yeah, I live in the moment, right? But I don't think a lot of those people who are saying that have a true experience of the moment. And we tend to, in our minds, conceptualize little packages of the now, right? So we tend to think, <laughs> we tend to think of like, oh, I... I was in the moment while I was having that hike through the mountain. And we have like a memory of like, that was the moment or like, this is the moment from back here to where I started walking to the end of my hike. I'm in the moment there. Right. But in reality, it's, it really is. It takes a little bit. It takes focus at first to bring your attention to just here, just the, the ever present moment, because it really is. Uh, it, <laughs> It's so subtle and so powerful at the same time. It's just this, the exact syllable that I'm speaking and not even the syllable, but the microscopic microsecond. And, and even that isn't true. It's the space underneath that that allows all of that to be. That's the present moment of now and all the stuff that arises is just sort of a constant flux of energy. And um, so <laughs> I'm getting a little deep into it now. That's no, okay. <laughs> well, the thing to keep in mind with all this is that, you know, when you're thinking about time and it's all in the ever-present moment and now, some people come to the place where, well, why am I doing anything if it doesn't really matter because it's all the ever-present and it was that or it won't be this or whatever the case is. The idea is that in this moment, be the highest vibration of who you can be in this moment. And then the universe will deliver to you opportunities to express that beingness you're doing. So the more you can be aware of this uh, sacredness around us, this ever-present silence, this ever-present moment, and you can really be in a place of allowance of everything that is with no judgment about it. It's just like, wow, this is amazing. All the things that are occurring in this ever-present moment of now and being an allowance of that in that space comes a, a place where you can really start to actualize and create anything you'd like in your life. But if you're in that ever-present moment, you start judging things, well, you know, why is this happening? That's, that's why is this even here if this is all divine and stuff like that? And you start to fall into judgment about it. And then we start, that's where the fragmentation starts, where we start to, to take us ourselves out of the oneness because we're, we're judging other aspects of divinity. And of course, we said it before, you're the only one in the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so if you start to judge other aspects that you don't align and agree with, or if you're resisting reacting to it now, it, it, it's it, the, the fragmentation starts and it becomes very easy to slip out of that moment because of things like that. Yeah. And in truth, we're never actually slipping out of the present moment. Yeah. Even when we're judging, we're, right. we're still in the now. We're you, can't, <laughs> you can't not be in the now. Right. Uh, but, but our, uh, you know, uh, so 
really, there's kind of two schools of thought I've heard when um, trying to attain enlightenment, which is really just a perpetual state of like always being in uh, alignment with the now and, and always being aware that all is one. And uh, so some people say you have to want that uh, with the intensity of how like a drowning man wants air, right? That like kind of super intense, like you have to have that level of intensity about your focus. And then the other school of thought is, well, you're already already enlightened and you're always in the moment of now, no matter what. Uh, so, you know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. So. And, and that's the thing, like, um, <laughs> there's no rule that says you have to achieve that state of enlightenment. There, your point of view creates your reality. And if the actual point of it all is for source to experience itself in the unlimited ways that source can be experienced, not everybody will be a mystic. Not everybody will be a shaman. You know, everybody has the freedom and the ability to choose whatever they'd like to choose. The thing is that whatever you choose to do, right, uh, what is the highest vibration that you can be while choosing that? So instead of being the musician that has a suitcase open on the street curve uh, getting coins, which may be exactly what the soul wants. Like, I want to just, I want to see how cool I am to just like, you know, skate by just, you know, on the, on the generosity of others. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that, but the, whatever the highest vibration of it is, you might be the one playing at Playhouse Square or in, you know, in front of 10,000 people. So there's no right or wrong to any of it, but whatever you're going to choose, what's the highest vibration of what that choice could be for you? And we always do have the choice. We get stuck a lot of the times uh, in, uh, especially I think like the nine to five job thing, which a lot of us are being forced to like step out of right now, which is really cool. But a lot of people have that, you know, oh, I got to wake up, go to my nine to five, pay the bills, you know, uh, so that I have a house and that I can pay rent and then do it all over again, wake up, go to work, eat, and they get stuck. And like, well, I don't have time to focus on my passions or dreams. I can never change it because I have to pay my bills. I have a house, I have a family, I have kids, I have a job. Um, and I think in a certain way, all of that stuff is sort of designed to control us and keep us from realizing our true infinite potential. Because for the people at the top who create those rules, if every being on earth were to realize they have infinite potential and can create and do anything that they want, um, the, our current system of operating, like the way our government works, would sort of collapse and that would, that would kind of cause chaos for them. <laughs> Temporarily. <laughs> Temporarily chaos, yes. Yeah, and for those of you watching or catching it on the replay, always catch us live. And if you'd like to participate, uh, please offer your contribution and comments, whether you have a question or uh, just uh, an insight onto the topic. Uh, we'll be able to interact with you by putting the comment on screen. If you feel really brave, you can let us know, hey, can I come on and ask my question? I can send you a link uh, to join our conversation even. Uh, so there's a lot of... Um, a lot of cool potential with the way that we're doing this. This is as much of your uh, creation as it is ours. Yeah, and while well, well, we're talking about this stuff real quick, um, uh, we have a shamanic meditation coming up tonight uh, at 7 p.m. So join in on that. Uh, not sure what the topic is. Maybe it will be something surrounding time, um, but that is at 7 p.m. tonight. You can catch it on Shaman's Way uh, YouTube channel um, different Facebook, uh, feeds, etc. Um, and then, um, yeah, if you want to talk a little bit about any of the stuff you've got coming up, I figure we're yeah. at a good space. Well, a week from t today, I'm going to be doing a virtual, uh, uh, sonic or virtual ceremony and sound experience while playing crystal bowls and doing a little bit of guided meditation. Uh, tomorrow night, I'm going to be live with Angie um, Hewitt, who is a registered Billydale medium, and we're going to be doing inspirations from spirit. And she'll be doing more mediumship work, and I'll be doing more intuitive work, but basically we're going to be doing live messages on air. It was a lot of fun. We accidentally did it kind of a Monday for almost two hours. And she was she was supposed to be the one doing all the messages, and then like I just kept getting like the spirits like you gotta say this, you gotta say this, you gotta say this. I'm like, okay, fine. As I don't <laughs> I don't normally do, play, but it was a lot of fun, and everybody loved it. So we're gonna do it on Friday, and then oh, that's awesome. 
Well, the final thing isn't so much for um, for me or you, but uh, we have starting on April 23rd, the new moon, uh, Don Zane Kerfman, uh, my teacher and author of Inca Mountain Magic, is going to be doing a six-week series, uh, all de designed to connect to the sacred landscape around you, to connect with the divine, and then embodying uh the nature around you and so that's going to be starting on april 23rd i'll post links by the end i have to go grab them uh and for the people in the apprenticeship if anybody's watching uh which i know casey's going to be in the apprenticeship all that class is going to be included uh, since we're going to delay starting till may at least we'll, we'll see what happens because if we have to delay beyond that then maybe we start a little bit later but uh, the show must go on <laughs> so we will we will start virtually uh with this other class which is a standalone offering or included in the apprenticeship if you are um, in the apprenticeship. And, I'm and that was the first I was hearing a date. So that's exciting. The 23rd. Yeah, it is going to be the 23rd. He wanted to start on a new or a full moon. If we started in the full moon, we wouldn't be finished before the May date starts. So like it's perfect, uh, uh, perfect timing. Uh, it really worked out nicely that the new moon in April, uh, six weeks will bring us to just before the start of the in-person program. So it really worked out well. Oh, that's awesome. Very cool. And I got the thing at, for, shaman's way i'm going to post that if you want to subscribe here's the coast for shaman's way and i also do channeled messages from spirit there as well as our uh, shamanic meditations and um other fun shamanic and spiritual related stuff so if you're interested in any of that head on over there subscribe yeah, and in the description for the talk today, if you click more, you might not be able to see it on Facebook unless you click more. We do have a link to the YouTube channel for Stir Crazy Shamans. We were streaming to multiple YouTube channels, and then I just learned uh, yesterday, unfortunately, eventually uh, YouTube might have a problem with that for duplicate content. So we are uh, going to just be streaming Stir Crazy Shamans here, and then we're going to have other content on the other channels. And uh, we'd rather do it now this way than get in trouble later and <laughs> have trouble getting on the air. So because this has been too much fun. I'm so glad that it started as a joke, but it's been a lot of fun creating this. Oh, it's been wonderful. Well, it's, uh, uh, do you think we could, uh, we're, we're at about 40 minutes now. So do you, do you wanna start to wrap it up here? Do you wanna keep flowing with it? No, we can keep flowing with it if you, if you have the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, infinite, an infinite amount of time in the ever-present moment of now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any other cool little time things that I have in terms of exercises because we got the one little. Well, actually, why doesn't everybody do that? If you if you just take a moment and sit back, and just allow your whole body, your emotions, your mind, your spirit to all come into resonance, and I'm just going to open up with a little bit of ceremonial verbiage here in Quechua just to kind of set the tone. Ahia Pachamama Ompui 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 Yari Mamu Unu Mamakocha Mamakia Ompui 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 Haia Taxelerpu Ompui 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 Yari Wilka Waira Ompui 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 Yari Taiwantan Waira Ompui 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 Yari Hatan Sumakunta Ompui 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 Yari Sawikinti Ompui 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 Haia inti taita ompui 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 Iari taxe muhuamaru ompui 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 Haia quichi kuna ompui 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 quichi Iari apukuna nustakuna ompui 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 Iari apukuna ompui 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 Iari yanapakuna ompui 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 Iari wilka nuna cheska ompui 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 Iari wilka kocha ompui 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 and so with a very disciplined imagination and a complete allowance of this ever-present moment of now, holding your hands out in front of you, just have the allowance of feeling, knowing, perceiving, and being the flow of time running over your hands as if a stream was running across your fingertips and feeling that flow of time and feeling at how it's a tangible thing in a sense. Though it's an illusion, it is still a tool. And as you feel that flow of time going over your hands, when you feel ready to, just bend time in on itself, allowing that your experience of time to slow down. And in this space, knowing that in this ever-present moment of now, you have the ability to take this thing called time and to shift it to allow yourself to have 
all the time you need in the day to do your projects, to write that book that you never have time to write, or that song or poem. Recognizing that in this ever-present moment of now, the song is already written. The book is already done. All you need to do is to allow it in your immediate experience and actualize it. And with this tool, you're able to slow down the clock to allow you all the time you need to get the actual creation done. And then to allow that final product to manifest and experience it in this experience. And as you feel that time bubble kind of expanding, when you're ready to unbend time, just take your hands out and turn time back up in on itself and know that if you ever forget to unbend time, it will unbend on its own naturally without consequence to you. All right. So hopefully that was helpful for people just to kind of have a little bit of a sense of uh, what it feels like to have time running through your hands and, and manipulating it a little bit. That was a cool experience. It was a very tangible, like I could really feel the flow of it. And it was, um, uh, to me, it looked like an, an like this flowing stream of like an infinity loop. <laughs> right, because time eventually, it's circular. What if it's not linear and it's circular? Or if you ever watched that old show, uh, Quantum Leap, have you ever seen it? Maybe it's no. time. But uh, <laughs> it was, they, they described time like a ball of yarn, like time it, it's, it's ultimately a circle, but it's all like compressed in this little ball. So time, different time things are jumping from one spot to the other. And it's like, but it's not linear at all. It's more like this big tangled ball of yarn that eventually will loop back in on itself. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you probably you haven't seen in the program yet, but one of the things that, um, that you can, like when we build the packet underneath the mesa. So for those of you who don't know, in the Corandero tradition, there's like a big mesa spread. And normally out in nature, what you do when you start is you start with a drop of Florida water. And what the thing that we're building underneath the mesa is kind of a, a, it's a way to describe the creation of the universe because you start with that, which was before anything else. And then you draw a circle going out in search of another like itself until eventually it came back in on itself. And then you draw two lines, one from right to left, which is representing of two things. Uh, one, the linearity of life, you know, the rising sun and the setting sun of uh, birth and death. But in the way that we're drawing it, it's not just a line. You're, it's actually another circle. So you have a circle going this way. There's a circle going this way. You know, that beginning energy is still in search of another like itself. And then a third line from top to bottom representing the connection between the worlds from the higher world, middle world, upper world. But that, too, is a circle. So after you've done these things, building this packet, what you've actually created is the Vesican Pisces, the womb of all creation, uh, the flower of life. Uh, I, th that's my interpretation. Zane doesn't teach that, but like it just is my own awareness as I've been doing. I'm like, whoa, you know, like this is way more in depth than you know, because part in shamanism, you, you teach somebody something and then you let them come to their own awarenesses. And that was one of mine. It's like, wow, this is like the story of creation in a sense. And not only the creation, it is the geometry that would have spawned forth the unlimited possibilities of everything that is all at once. You're just making me more and more excited for this yeah. apprenticeship and, to start. <laughs> and that, and that, and that beginning dot that was before mm -hmm. anything else represents where we are in this moment. So it's where you are in that line right to left, in that span from birth to death, and where you are in that connection between the lower and the middle and the upper worlds. And in that moment, you have access to absolutely everything that you could ever wish to have. And think of that. A lot of us, we sometimes feel, um, not all the time, but we may have a moment where we sort of feel powerless or helpless to change or do something. You know, maybe some uh, like big something happens at, at your place of employment or you work and, you know, it's going to really have a negative impact on you, but it's way over your head. Maybe you work at a corporate place and it was some big decision that came down from corporate. And, you, you know, all you can do is maybe like file a little complaint and you're like, how am I ever going to change this? You know, and you would feel like helpless in that moment of like, there's so much out of my control. But in reality, we are the totality of everything, all experience, all energy, all time is right here, right now, born, manifested in our physical bodies. That's a really empowering thing to know. And, you know, uh, uh, we really can create any change that we want. And we may not have the ability. I mean, we. I think 
we could maybe someday with all of this mass ascension, mass awakening going on on the planet. But right now, obviously, it would be very difficult for even an enlightened master, I think, to just reach his hand out and then like deconstruct a room and then reconstruct it on a physical level. But we can still Not make possible, but... <laughs> right. <laughs> I want to just want to distress that. But um, but we can make make change uh, within uh, our circumstances a lot more easily than than we believe. If you do have that job where things are unpleasant and uh, you know or whatever, and and um, you just really want to get out of that situation, but you feel stuck, uh, you have the choice, you know. And and, and we 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 can sort of narrow ourselves in the moment to thinking like, well, I just have to deal with it because of this set of circumstances, and I have to provide for my family. Where if you were to open yourself to more of the infinite possibility, you could see that maybe there is some passion you forgot about, right? Something that you're really, or a new passion that you never even were aware of before. That if you really were to give it the time, energy, and attention and allow the abundance of the infinite, which is always here to flow through you, that could become a new source of income and it could completely shift your life and your experience. Mm -hmm. um, and and I sound like I'm, you know, like self-help book talking about way out there concepts, but I'm not. It's really, this is, play with it yourself. These are real, true experiences that any person can have when you really open up and start to play with things. And if you're not happy with your current situation one thing that we like you said you have the choice but people don't choose i can't right. say how many people come to a reading and they say tell me am i going to get a new job and already i know they're not even looking they haven't made a resume they re they probably haven't touched a computer like for a resume in like two years so like if you if you're looking to create something new in your life do your part like the universe right. absolutely can manifest a layoff six months from now, a year from now, two years from now, it can come up with a pandemic to make you quit your job or something, you know, uh, <laughs> but like if, if you, if you were to actually take some ownership of what you're choosing and co-create with the universe and do your part, things can happen a lot more instantly. But if you just sit down and wait for things to happen, then you're going to experience sitting down and waiting for things to happen. And, and the universe loves when we, uh, when we follow along with the the little cues that it gives us. And I, I didn't put that the best way, but I'm going to expand upon it a little bit. So uh, one story that I heard the guy that wrote the, uh, I think it's the book was called Chicken Soup for the Soul. It's like a best-selling book. And uh, the guy has like millions of dollars, lives in a very like huge mansion, very successful guy. But when he wrote that book, um, he was just starting to learn about the law of attraction. And he he had the book published, but he like hadn't he barely sold any copies and it, it wasn't doing well at all. And he was learning about the law of attraction. So he sat down and um, I don't know, he wrote it out that he was going to sell uh, um, 10,000 copies. And um, so he kept putting it out there and visualizing, seeing, feeling himself in that space of it already being so that he had sold the 10,000 copies. Oh, there's the key already being so. Right. That it was already that way. And then, um, but then he knew also in studying the law of attraction that you need to take action when the universe starts to present things to you in order to make it possible. So he was just going throughout his day. And um, like you talk about how things like shine at you. He, uh, uh, was at a um, like a, just a convenience store, and the like, it was like the Inquirer, some magazine like that was on the shelf, and it was just like boom, like really stuck out at him, and he was like, whoa, you know, I didn't know why in the moment, but he's like, you know what, if I could get into a magazine like that, then, you know, I think if I can get the word out about my book, then that might be what leads to me, um, you know, selling a, a bunch of copies. And then, um, so he put that out there and then he gave a talk. I don't know if he like knew that these people were going to be there or whatever, but after he gave this talk about his book, it was at like a local university or something, a woman from the inquirer comes up to him and goes, Hey, you know, uh, I thought that was really interesting. Um, if, if you would like to, I'd like to write an article about your book for the inquirer. And he <laughs> goes, yes, absolutely. He jumped on it. He knew the universe was like, this is it. That's how I'm going to do it. So he jumped on that, went with it, worked with her, like dropped everything in order to do that. And then after the article went out, he sold 10,000 copies of the book. Um, and then he continued to go from there. He's like, well, if it works for 10,000, why not a million? Right. What else is possible? But yeah, I mean, but it, that's not just, you know, like you don't have to be, uh, uh, you know, uh, there's nothing 
I'm trying to put this in a way that doesn't make it sound like we're all not unique and special. We are <laughs> all unique and special. We are. <laughs> but no one person has more access to the power of manifestation than another. We're all equally infinite. And so, you know, you don't sit there and think like, oh, yeah, well, that guy already had it in him. He wrote a successful book. He's already creative and blah, blah, blah. You know, when you start to compare yourself to others like that, not only are you limiting yourself, but you're, uh, I think, it's, it's a form of self-judgment. So it, it has even further implications than that. Right. Um, but, yeah, but know that uh, anyone, anyone can start to play around with manifestation. But uh, like, like we've been talking about, take action. Take action when the universe gives you a sign and do what, you know, if you're trying to manifest that beautiful music career where you're walking out in front of a crowd full of 10,000 people, start to learn the instrument, <laughs> you know, start there, <laughs> but take the action. Do your part. And I, I think I, I don't know if I told the story or not, but um, when I worked for the bank, cause I have, believe it or not, this crazy shaman has like 12 years of experience in banking prior to doing this. Uh, now I do shamanic work and healing work full time. Uh, but I was working for a bank of America that was bought by MBNA. And I, I, I knew that eventually the Cleveland clinic would take the buildings, but I, and I, I had decided that that's the only way I could get out of there. I had to wait for that severance package. Right. And it was just dragging on and on. It wasn't until I said, you know what, no matter what, by December, I'm out. And I, I made a resume. I was looking for things like no matter what, I'm doing something else because this job sucks. And and the second that like the energy shifted and two weeks later, not only did we get a severance, there was like a lump sum payout. I got X amount of weeks uh, on top of that with unemployment. It was like the like well, the way better than I ever could have imagined. So even if it's like the way that you prefer it to happen isn't happening, start putting it out that you're going to create no matter what and you don't have a point of view of how it shows up and that's when things really come to you because if you do put out stipulations that you're willing to receive it from the universe but only this one way you handcuff the universe's ability to receive it because the way i had it in my mind i would have just gotten little payments and the way it happened i got a lump sum money and then and i got payments it came out even better than i had anticipated but it wasn't <laughs> until i got out of my out of my own way and told the universe you know what i don't care how it shows up this is what i'm choosing and then the universe was like here you go boom and so when you're looking to create things in your life, that that's the energy to be in. Like, uh, like I'm, I'm creating it and you put it out there. And then to Casey's point, follow the energy and take action as the universe presents itself. Because now you've chosen who you're going to be. And now the universe will give you opportunities to express that beingness through doing. That's the experiences that are matching the energy of what you're choosing, whatever that is. Guitar lessons, if you're going to be that music guy. Mm. Or realizing, hey, I got a voice. All I need to do is hire a guitar guy and I can go out and sing with him. I don't even need to learn an instrument. And for, for me to touch on a quick little story like that, and I think be, it, this would be a really cool topic, maybe even for tomorrow, but um, just manifestation stories in general. Uh, but to share like a quick little uh, tidbit of how I got into, um, you know, the healing and all the shamanic stuff that I do. Um, I uh, had known uh, years and years back after I discovered uh, the energy healing work that I was doing, I knew like this is what, I want to do full-time for a living is work with energy healing, shamanic journeying and do all this stuff. Uh, but I had, I had no idea at the time how I was going to make this into something I was able to do to sustain myself. Um, but, uh, but I knew about law of attraction and I was working with that. However, I had the specific idea of like, I was going to find one of these shops that they were going to like take me on and let me work as a healer. And like, that was all I have. And, and like, that was how I was going to make money doing that. And, uh, but so I took action to like go to these shops and, you know, like, and try and, and I even, I, th I think I went to goddess lead at one point and yeah. gave an energy healing session. And she was like, uh, talking about how she was going to have me come to the expo and all this stuff. And like, for some reason, like the, nothing was lining up. The energy just wasn't right. Even though I was taking steps and all that. Um, and then there was like a period of time where I kind of like forgot about it and was just working crappy jobs and stuff. Uh, and then um, I was really unhappy with the work situation I was in and then decided after a particularly like horrible experience of cleaning up a bathroom um, <laughs> that I was like, all right, it's time. It's time for me to get focused and really start to walk my path. And, uh, and I mean, and instead of, you know, this is how it's going to happen. Uh, I was just kind of open to, okay, I'm going to, work as a healer full-time however the universe decides to bring that up about you know that's great um and then uh 
incredible stories of manifestation happens in between these two things, but ended up applying to massage therapy school. And I had never considered massage therapy before. Um, and at the time when I was, when I was going and applying to the school, I still, even when I first started with the classes, I, I had this idea in my head of this is just a stepping stone to get me into all the shamanic stuff and the healing stuff. But then found out as I started to work with massage therapy, not only was I picking everything up really easily and really quickly, but because of my background in energy and my energy sensitivity, I was able to like really tune into a client's body and I was able to create like, or facilitate um, really powerful healing for people, like even with chronic issues and pain that they've been experiencing for a long time. And it was so different from the modalities that I worked with in that it is such a, a more physical modality. Uh, but combining it with the energy, it just became such a powerful thing that I really fell in love with. And now I love the massage work and just falling in love with that and working with that and, and uh, going through periods of, you know, uh, not so much abundance and more abundance within massage, etc. cetera. Uh, I've now been sort of continually moving while continuing to experience the success with massage. Uh, I also more and more of the shamanic healing, uh, my journey work, the meditations have all just been, uh, you know, sort of manifesting. They've been showing up now. Uh, and, um, and it was because I think I finally, you know, I, I let go of the idea of how all of this was supposed to show up and just knew that it was at some point. Yep. So anybody doubting it out there, both of us have these stories where we had an idea of how something was going to happen. And then once we got out of the way of the how and just were an allowance, guess what happened? Everything happened. <laughs> so uh, a great takeaway. And, there, you know, I have other stories that we could go into. That is a great topic. We, that could be uh, like a magical moments. Uh, like segment. a segment that we have in like during. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That would be cool. Uh, any final things, uh, if those of you uh, joining us or catching this on the replay, when you catch us live, you're welcome to make comments and we love to interact with you. Like Faith said, oh, this is sort of the time exercise that she loved it. I'm so glad you enjoyed the experience. Uh, but if you have specific questions or specific topics you want us to touch on, even if it's a question totally off topic, uh, we we actually stayed pretty on, on cue today uh, compared to other times. Right. Uh, we, we could definitely um, go uh, in any direction with these art conversations. Oh, and look at that. She's like, yes, yeah, she's getting a master's in social work, but it's all just on track to finding my healing path and how I'm going to actualize it. Great. And, and, yes. really, and I, if you watch some of our past episodes, I'm really big on the word actualization because um, actualization is that it shows up in your life. So you're, you're looking to actualize things. The manifestation is the actual process of, of it showing up. This is how it happened. But if we focus on the how when we're trying to actualize it, that's where we get a little tripped up sometimes because... Uh, the universe says, okay, you're willing to have abundance, but only as a raise in your paycheck. I'll work on that. I can line up this job over there. It's going to take me about three years to arrange the layout, but we can do it. Don't worry. <laughs> Versus, you could have had something totally different if you are, were willing. <laughs> um, um, yeah, as, as far as like it, uh, the takeaway, you know, where we've been talking about the time uh, uh, or the subject of time, um, in the most important bit, I think, is realize that uh, right here, right now, that's the most important bit of time. It's the only bit of time that truly exists. So be present for it. Be here. Be curiously aware of whatever's happening here in the now and watch how even mundane experience just by fully entering into this exact moment here with your attention. And for my takeaway, this is the in my own words, the totality of the works of Neil Donald Walsh uh, for you to sit with. Uh, source is all there is all at once in the ever-present moment of now. All you need to do is choose who you're going to be in creationship to your perceived reality and just stay in the allowance of the universe to deliver to you opportunities to express that beingness you're doing. There we go. So, yeah, and everyone else will be posting all the stuff. So, yeah, thank you. Do do all the uh, subscribing and the liking and the sharing and all the fun things. Thank you all. Uh, and catch Casey's meditation tonight. Yes, yes, 7 p.m. Uh, join me for shamanic meditation and uh, see what possibilities uh, arise there. And uh, thank you for your time, for your energy, and for your attention. Thank you. Oh, too thank, for you. That, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank uh, you.